0: My Bible. It is the Word of God and the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I am the righteousness in God in Christ Jesus. I am where the Word says I am. I'm seated right now in the heavenly realms in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do do what the Word says I can do. I can do do all things through Christ Christ who strengthens me. Today my mind is alert, my My spirit is receptive, receptive. as I am taught the Word of God, my my life has changed for the better, and I will never, 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 come on, say it like you mean it, never, 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 be the same again. Now give three or four other people a high five before you are seated. If you're new to the ministry, or maybe you're watching us online, and maybe you're new to our ministry, we're right now walking through the miracles of the New Testament, and we're looking for patterns and principles. Why would you look for patterns and principles? Well, first of all, because if you find patterns or principles, then you can apply them to your own life. And when you apply them to your own life, then you can reap similar or same results. How many of y'all want to see miracles in your life? Now, if you're saying to yourself, well, I don't want to be as presumptuous to say that about God, don't worry. He's a miracle-working God. You're not asking him to, to help your he's, you're not asking him to help your weed crop grow stronger. Amen. You're asking him to do miracles because he is a miracle-working God. Tell your neighbors, say, He is a miracle-working God. Miracle Tell your neighbors say, I don't know if you believe it or not. But he's a miracle-working God. Now, we also did a series a few years ago called How to Write Your Own Ticket with God. And it's actually on the app. If you want to listen to it, I would highly recommend that you do. And just like was mentioned in the testimony, there were four steps to how to write your own ticket with God. Number one, say it. Number two, do it. Number three, receive it. And number four, tell it. Number one, say it. Number two, do it. Number three, receive it. And then number four, tell it. That's what that testimony is all about. How I many y'all know when God does something good in your life, he deserves the credit, he deserves the glory, and he deserves the honor, right? So now we're going to see those four steps within this miracle today, miracle number 21, but they're a little bit different order, but that's all right. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 14 and Mark chapter 6, same miracles that are happening, different accounts in different gospels. Matthew chapter 14, verse 34. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let, them, let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak. And all who touched him were healed. Everybody say that. Say, and all who touched him, all who touched him were, healed. were healed. Say that one more time. Say, and all who touched him, all who touched him were healed. Were healed. They were what? They were healed. Same account in the different gospel. Gospel Mark, Mark 6, 53 through 56. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there. And as soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were what? Say that one more time. Say, and all who touched him were healed. So like I said, the steps are a little bit out of order, but we see the same steps because normally we said the steps are say it, do it, believe it, and then tell it. Excuse me, say it, do it, receive it, and then tell it. But here in this testimony, we see that the first step actually was telling it. Tell it. Number one, tell it. People let others know that Jesus was there. People let others know that Jesus was there. Matthew 14, verse 34, when they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. So look what happens here. As soon as they recognized Jesus, what do they do? They sent word to how much of the surrounding country? To all of it. And although we don't have the specifics of what they said, we don't have the specifics of what they proclaimed, we can deduct, because we're logical and smart people, that they obviously were calling Jesus the healer. Because they were bringing who to him? Sick people, Right? you don't bring sick people to someone who can't do anything for them, right? So they were bringing sick people to Jesus. So obviously, obviously, they were proclaiming, obviously they were declaring that Jesus is the healer. Now, this is exactly why, let me just pull this into modern day for just a few moments here, because this is exactly why the culture today is trying to get Christians to back down on talking about Christ, on letting other people know about Christ because his name has power. Tell your, tell your neighbor to say, the name, the name of Jesus has power. Has power. We sang about it this morning, right? That name of Jesus has power. And to be quite clear, we need to stop apologizing for being Christians and start proclaiming that we are Christians. I have nothing to apologize for whatsoever. I have nothing to back down off of whatsoever. I have nothing to be ashamed of whatsoever, as long as I'm standing with the Word of God. And as a matter of fact, in the early church, they reacted the exact opposite of the modern American church. They did the exact opposite. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 14, we see Paul talking about some of the challenges that he has had. And in Philippians 1, verse 14, he says, Because of my chains, most of the brothers in the Lord have been encouraged. Have been what? Have been what? Listen, I know, I know it's bad. I know, I know. They're flaunting it. I know they want to put it right in front of your face. I know, I know, I know. But that should encourage you. Encourage me. Why would that encourage me? Because what he says there is that they were encouraged. Why? To speak the word of God more courageously and fearlessly. To speak the word of God more what? And what? Fearlessly. Fearlessly. To speak the Word of God more courageously and what? Fearlessly. See, a lot of Christians don't quite understand what our purpose here on earth is. I mean, we're believers. If you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, you're a new creation. You've been born again. Our home is not here. Our home is with the Lord. Our home is with Him. Like We're like Abraham. Abraham... Was a foreigner in his own world. Why? Because he was looking for the city whose foundation and builder is who? God. Well, that's you and I, right? But So why are we still here? Why has God kept us here? Why do we have to stand in the midst of all this junk? Well, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 tells us. It says, but you are a chosen people. A what type of people? Chosen. Who chose you? God did. God chose you. You are a chosen people, a royal what? Priesthood. A holy nation. A people belonging to who? A people belonging to who? Who do you belong to? Who do you belong to? See, I belong to God. I do not belong to this world. They have a hard time with this. They have a hard time accepting this. I belong to God, and guess who else belongs to God? My children belong to God. Amen? I am off limits, and my children are what? Off limits. Why? Because we belong to God. We are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. Why are we all those things? Why do we have all these benefits? Why do we have access to God? Why do we have, why are we put in this position that we're put in? He tells us in the very next phrase, so that, so that we may declare his what? Praises. Praises. So that we may declare his what? Praises. Praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Aren't you glad? that we're in his wonderful lights. Aren't you glad we're not confused about who we are? Aren't you glad our kids aren't confused about who they are? Aren't you glad that we are in his light and we are not in darkness? But let me tell you, we're not just in light and not in darkness so we can go, ooh, this feels great, ooh, this is nice. No, we are in the light and not in darkness so that we may declare His praises, so that we may declare His what? His what? His praises. We are supposed to be praising Him. We are not supposed to be complaining. I said we are supposed to be praising Him. We're not supposed to be hiding. We are supposed to be praising Him. We're not supposed to be letting the world dictate to us what we can and cannot say. I am gonna praise the Lord. Can I get a witness here this morning? Amen. Amen. Verse 10, once you were not a people. (laughs) How many of y'all been a not a person before? How many of y'all felt like not a person before? Amen, right? Once you were just in the crowd, right? Once you were just somebody. But now you are the people of God. Now you are the people of who? God. God. Y'all don't sound too enthusiastic about that this morning. Do you, you, look, there's a lie out there that everybody got, everybody's God's people. Listen, that's, that's not the reality. That's not a biblical truth. You do not become a child of God until you accept what he has done for you and you become born again, and then now you have the right to call yourself a child of God. We are a people of God. Amen. I said we are a people of God, Amen. Amen. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Praise God! How am y'all glad for the mercy of God? Amen. Amen. See, and really, when you look through the Word of God. This is what gives the men and women of God throughout the ages the power that they had because they actually had the ability to praise and declare the goodness of God. Psalm chapter 40, verse 1, David wrote this I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He heard my what? He lifted me out of the slimy pit. I'm glad to get out of the slimy pit, amen. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on a rock and he gave me a firm place to stand. A what type of place? He put a new song. A what type of song? Some of y'all need to change your Spotify accounts. Some of y'all, some of y'all, you're still going back to your high school days. Oh, I remember the song in high school. Yeah, oh, I remember the song. He put a new song in your mouth. A what type of song? song? I heard some of y'all. I can tell from your expression, right? He put a new song in your mouth, a hymn a what? What's our song? A hymn of praise to our God. What should be coming out of our mouth? Praise. Praises to who? What should be coming out of our mouth? Praises to who? God. To God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who, do, who makes the Lord his trust, who does not look to the proud. That speaks for itself. To those who turn aside to false gods. How am y'all glad we serve the living God? Amen. Amen. Many, O oh Lord my God. Are the wonders you have done? The things you planned for us, no one can recount to you. Were I to speak and tell them, they would be too many to declare. See, that's what Faith Christian Center is doing. We're declaring the praises of God. We're declaring the goodness of God. We're declaring the power of God. We're declaring the provision of God. Look, I don't know what the world's doing, but we're declaring the provision of God. I don't know what the world's doing, but we're declaring the praises of who? How I many of y'all know he deserves to be praised? Amen. He deserves to be praised. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 17, Paul said this, But let him who boasts, boast in who? The Lord. The Lord. Boast in who? The, the boast in the Lord. We don't take the credit. We give him the credit. He deserves all the credit. He deserves all the glory. And he deserves all the honor. And what are we declaring? Well, one of the things that they were declaring that we can declare as well is that he is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God, our healer. Everybody say it. Say, he is Jehovah Rapha, he is Jehovah Rapha. the Lord God, my healer. Lord God my healer. Turn your neighbor and say, he is Jehovah Rapha, he is Jehovah Rapha. The, Lord the Lord God, your healer. How do we know that, Aaron? Well, Exodus 15, 26 He said to them, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what's right in his eyes, if you pay attention to the commands and keep all of his decrees, I will not bring in the diseases I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. Unless you think that's just the Old Testament, look in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 10, verse 7, when Jesus was sending out his disciples... On their first time to go out on their own, look what he said, Matthew chapter ten verse seven: As you go, preach this message: The kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, so what are you supposed to do? Freely give. We have freely received these benefits. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to freely proclaim these benefits to the other people. We have access to God. We have access to him. We have the ability to pray to him, to pray to his, pray in the name of Jesus. And not, it's not a wish. It's not a hope so. It's not a, well, I, I hope God hears this. But when we pray in the name of Jesus, 1 John 5 tells us, if you ask anything in his name that's according to his will, we know that he what? Hears us. And if he hears us, we know that he answers us. Amen? Amen. Are you hearing me this morning? Amen? Amen? The praises we just put up were not praises just to nothing. They're not praises just to make us feel better. The praises you gave this morning went straight to the throne of God himself. You and I, we have access to God. We have access to his healing. We have access to his provision. We have access to his wisdom. We have access to all these wonderful things. And we don't just go through life, just us having our own access to God because we didn't earn the access to God. We receive the access to God freely through the sacrifice and the blood of Jesus Christ. And since I have freely received this access, I can tell others, you too can freely receive this access to God as well. You know, if we lived, if we truly lived life like we have access to God like we do, we would live completely different lifestyles if we actually lived out this fact that the kingdom of God that we are a part of the kingdom of God and when we say something in the name of Jesus it's not like well I don't know if he hears me or not boy I sure hope he hears me no he hears you and not only does he hear you but the angels hear you and not only do the angels hear you but every demon in hell hears you at the same time amen, amen? We have access to God. Tell your neighbors, say you have, you have access to God. So, what did the people do? They went out and they told it. They told it. They let the other people know. They let the other people know that He was coming. Don't keep faith, Christian center is the best kept secret in Arlington, Texas. Tell it. I said, tell it. Amen. Thank you for your enthusiasm. Number two. Number one, tell it. Number two, do it. They did it. They took action. They took what? How did they take action? Well, they brought the sick to him. Even on mats, they brought the sick to him. Matthew 14, 34 and 35, when they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him. People brought all their sick to him. Look at Mark's Gospel, Mark 6, 54 through 56. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. So they did not just only hear about Jesus, but they what? They took action to get close to him. Hear me now. They took action to do what? To get close to Him. They took action to do what? To To get close to Him. Every, every man of God, every woman of God that's living for the Lord, that's their number one desire, is to be close to Jesus. That's our desire. Why are we here on a Sunday morning? To be close to Him. Because we want to know what? more about him amen Amen. they even carry the sick on mats just to even get close to him praise the lord once again connections matter friends matter amen Amen. friends matter they brought the sick not only did they want to get close to him but they wanted to touch the hem of his garment sound familiar how about the woman with the issue of blood Matthew 9, 21, she said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be what? Healed. So the point here is that they were taking action. They were taking what? Action. Action. And when you take action, you're showing God that you desire him in your life and that you trust him. When you take action, you're showing God that you desire him in your life and that you trust him. And the New Testament says this, James chapter 4, verse 8. Come near to God. Come near to who? And what will he do? He'll come near to you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. You're double-minded. So what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to go to him. We're supposed to go to him, to see him, to come near to him. Now, obviously, we're in these physical bodies. Obviously, we're not getting in a in a bunch of Mercedes Sprinters this morning and headed up to heaven. That would be great. But we're not a cult, amen. So we're not all going to drink some Kool-Aid at a certain time and all take a trip on the end of a comet to try and get to heaven, amen? That's ridiculous, right? But, 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 remember Jesus at the well with the Samaritan woman, and he was teaching her the things of God, right? And she says, you Jews, you worship God on this mountain. We Samaritans, we worship God on that mountain. And Jesus told her what? He says, those that worship him, must worship him in spirit and in what? Truth. Those that do what? Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. So what were we just doing? What were we just doing when we worship? Once again, worship is not just something we do to fill time. Worship is not just something we do just to make it look like, you know, hey, they they got this going on and they got that going on. We do it because when we worship him, we come near him. When we worship him, we come near. See, the actions you take determine whether you're going towards God or whether you're going away from God. The decisions you make determine whether you're going towards God or whether you're going away from God. Come near to God, and he will what? Come near to you. Isn't it awesome? Isn't it awesome that God answers I said, isn't it awesome that God answers? Yes. Amen. And what did they want to do? They just wanted to get close, right? They just wanted to get close. They just wanted to get close to the hem of his garment. Matthew chapter 14, verse 36, they begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were healed. Mark six fifty-six. and wherever he went, into villages, towns, or countrysides, They placed the sick in marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak. And all who touched him were what? All who touched him were healed. All who touched him were what? Healed. Healed. So they told it. They, they, They did it. Number three, they said it. They said it. They begged him to touch the edge of his garment. They called on the name of Jesus. They called on the name of Jesus. Matthew 14, 36, and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were healed. Now, I have to be honest with you, because I am a New Testament person, because we have the cross of Christ already, we've got the resurrection of Jesus, that word "begged" kind of personally kind of, you know, rubs me the wrong way, because we don't need to beg God. We don't need to beg him for something that he has already what? Done. But the point here is what were they doing? They were calling out. They were calling out to Jesus. They were calling out to him. The NASB says this, same verse, Matthew 14, 36. And they implored him that they might just touch the fringe of his cloak, and as many as touched, it were were cured. The Young's literal translation says this, and were calling on him. They were doing what? They were calling on him that they might only touch the fringe of his garment, and as many did touch, were saved. How many of y'all know there is nothing wrong with calling out on the name of Jesus? How many of y'all know we need to call out on the name of Jesus? Probably more areas of our life than we are right, because we're trying to do it our own, we're trying to do it ourselves, but we need to call out on that name of Jesus. Call out on the name of Jesus. Is it really that simple? Yes, it is. Tell your neighbor, say, it's that simple. Yes. Psalm chapter 30, verse 2. Oh, Lord, my God, I call to you for what? Help. I call to you for what? And he what? He healed him. He healed me. I call for help, and you healed me. I call for help, and you what? I call for help, and you what? Now I know I know there's a line of thinking out there that the only you know church is for the weak-minded, church is for only people that need a crutch, church is only for people you know they, you just made up this God, you just made up this this being just so that you could you could handle life and you could go through life. No. I have come to a realization of how human beings left alone really are. And how many of you all know human beings left alone on their own is not a pretty sight? Amen. 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 I have come to the realization I am not dumb, I am not an idiot. I have come to a realization that my thinking can only get so far, that my strength only goes so far, that my intellect only goes so far, and I've come to the realization. That there have been things that I have done in my past that have not only not only offended God, but have been in direct rebellion to God. It's called sin. And sin is not just something that's just, oh, you know, oh, oops, I made a mistake. Nope. Sin is rebellion. And I have, come, I have come to that conclusion. I acknowledge that. I take responsibility for that. And there is Jesus standing right there saying, if you will come to me, I have made a way for that not to hamper you and hold you back, and I have made a way to where that's not going to separate you from God, and not just that, but I have made a way that you don't have to live that way anymore. You say, you say, well, you're weak because you call out to Jesus. Actually, it's the opposite. I'm actually stronger because I call out to Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I mean, I mean, Paul said, "In my weaknesses, He has made what? Strong. Hallelujah, right? I mean, actually it's the opposite, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about here this morning? Amen? Amen. You hit a situation, you don't know what to do. You hit a situation, like that testimony about at work, where it gets discouraging. Hey, call on the name of who? Jesus. Jesus. You have a physical need in your body. Call on the name of who? Jesus. Amen. Amen. You have a want or desire or a need in your life. Call on the name of who? But how about this? How about this? How about calling on the name of Jesus for someone around you? How about calling on the name of Jesus for people around you that are lost? It shouldn't be hard to find a lost person in 2023. How many will you know it shouldn't be hard to find a confused person in 2023? It shouldn't be hard to find someone that's walking in darkness in 2023. Amen? Amen. And what? We call on that mighty name of Jesus. Why are you harping on this today, Aaron? Why do you keep repeating this over and over and over? Because I don't think, I've been, I've been meditating on this all week long, that there are things, there are things that we have access to that we have not, that we let The world talk us out of it. We let religious people talk us out of it. We let our own selves, that we don't deserve it, that we don't think we are earned. You know, I I, I can't ask God for that. I don't deserve it. Listen, we're not going based upon what you deserve. We're going based upon what God has said. I mean, how how can you see this promise? Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, ask and it will be given to you. Ask and it what? It will be given to you. you. Seek and you will what? Knock and the door will be what? Open Open to you. Why? Because everyone who asks, receives. I mean, if you didn't get the first time, Jesus doubles up on it. Everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, what? He who seeks what? Finds. And he who knocks on the door, it will be what? It'll be open for him. Are you hearing me, church? Are you hearing me, church? We have access to the throne of God. You need healing, it's there. You need provision, it's there. Amen? Amen. That's what they're doing. They're crying out to God, coming near to the Lord, going towards him, going towards him. So number three, they what? They said it. Number four, they received it. All who touched him were healed. All who touched him were healed. So what was the response of Jesus? Well, it must have been similar to what he said before, because how many of them were healed? How many of them were healed? All. We saw this response in miracle number 7, Matthew chapter 8, verse 2. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man, and what did he say? What did he say? I am am what? I am willing, he said. We see in another miracle, Mark chapter 9, verse 22. From childhood, he answered, it, was, it has often thrown them into fire or water to kill them, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can," said Jesus. Everything, everything, everything. How many things? Everything. Some of y'all getting a hold of this. Some of y'all still sleep. I mean, some of y'all starting to get a hold of this. Everything. How many things? Everything. How many things? Everything. everything is possible for him. Who what? Him who what? Believes. Believes. Him who believes. I don't know the God you're serving, but my God is almost too hard to believe. 3 John 2. Beloved. I wish above all things that you may what? Prosper. And be in what? Even as your soul prospers. That's the heart of God. That's the desires. That's the desire of God. And going through life, you know, sometimes... Man, we're trying to work this way and we're trying to work that way and we're trying to do this and we're trying to do that and we're trying to live up to this and trying to live up to that. And yes, we need to live a life that's worthy of the gospel. Yes, we need to be holy just like he is holy. But don't forget the heart of God. The heart of God is that you be healed. The heart of God is that you be free. Yeah. yeah, but you know I'm not free, here. That's because you need to press in. That's because you need to keep taking action and getting closer to him. What do you mean closer to him? How, how am I going to get closer to him? Well, we have his word. We have his word. We have his local body. We have his Holy Spirit who speaks to us, who talks to us, who, who, who guides us and leads us into all truth. Amen. And how many of all know that it's getting harder and harder in this world today to watch anything, to listen to anything, to hang out anywhere... I mean I used to hang out at Six Flags as a kid all the time. There ain't no way I'm hanging out at Six Flags anymore. We used to do youth group we used to do youth group things. Just Six Flags. Ain't no way we're going to Six Flags now. Well, why not? Why? Well, why aren't you going to Six Flags? Well, you just go and you report back to me and tell me what you see. Look, if you went to Six Flags yesterday, don't get offended. I'm just using it as an example. You know and I know. You're flipping through Netflix trying to find something to watch. Nope. Nope. Maybe this. Five minutes in. Nope. Nope. Am I the only one, or can I get a witness on this, right? Did you? I I found this out this week that one of the top christian songs last year was by someone who's confused on whether they're a man or a woman you can't even i mean you got you, you got to listen to music with some you know yeah, discernment. You got you got to judge it. You got to judge it. You got to judge it. See, you know because I'm involved with praise and worship here, you know, we don't just sing anything. Amen. We don't just sing anything. There was, I mean, we changed some words here and there. We changed some phrases here and there. I mean, we have discussions about this because we don't want to sing anything that would misrepresent God. Amen. There was a very famous praise and worship song several, uh, well, maybe about a year ago, right? And people were like, oh, you need to sing this, you need to sing this. And I just said, well, well what about this? And read them the read them the verse. Well, what about what about this? Oh, oh, yeah. Because you got to think. Amen. You got to think. Tell your neighbor, say you got to think, Amen. and you got to teach your kids to think. Amen. What's that you're listening to? Oh, it's this new song. Oh, well, let me let's 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 pull up the lyrics here. Let's see what they're talking about. No, 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 no. Don't worry about that. No. <laughs> We're going to worry about this right now. <laughs> and because, because I do that, I mean, sometimes, sometimes I'm around somebody, you know, and they're listening to some old song, and I go, you know what that song's really about? <laughs> oh, no, I mean, what is it? It's about blah, 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 blah. I mean, I, I was in a, at a church conference years ago, and they were singing a secular song that literally is a song about prostitutes. And I turn to the person that was with me, and I go, that song's about prostitutes. Well, how do you know it? Because I used to listen to it. That's how I know. Before living for the Lord. Let me, let me clarify that. Before living for the Lord. Look, don't look at me in that tone of voice. Listen, you want to go near to God. You want to receive your answer. You want... You, you've heard Pastor Lienfeld tell the story about how he had a physical challenge a few months ago, and he immediately, immediately went on a word fest. What's a word fest? Where he studies the Bible, he watches shows about the Bible, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Why? Why would Pastor Lienfeld do? because he knows, he knows, he knows. He has access to the, to the throne of God, amen? And if you've got access to the throne of God, you want to what? Tap into that access, Amen. But now look at this. Look at this. All all that he all that touched the hem of his garment were what? Now let me ask you this question. Was everybody healed in that entire area? No. No. Was it God's will for everybody to be healed in that entire area? So who got healed? The ones that took action and drew themselves to God. That's who got healed. That's the ones that got set free. And that's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. Draw ourselves to him. Give ourselves completely and totally to him. You know, it's, it's called growing up. It's called maturing. You know, growing up and maturing. Listen, I, I, I when I was when I was growing up, you know, we played Pac Man and Mario Brothers and all that stuff. And Nintendo sixty four that had like just two buttons on it. Now they got like fifty buttons on a controller, and I don't know what's anyways. And, and and you know, I grew up. I grew up with the video game era, right? I grew up with a video game gamer, and then they had, now listen, I am opening myself to you here this morning, <laughs> and then they came out with the Wii, and if anybody knows about the Wii, you know, that was like revolutionary, because it wasn't just control more. now you could get exercise while you play video games, <laughs> yeah, right, this is not really exercise that much, right, right, and I'm a sports guy, I love to watch sports. And so I got a golf game and I and I and I was sitting there and I had the wee, right? Acting like I I wasn't even it's like fake golf. I mean it's not even real, right? I'm like doing this drive, Whew, yeah. oh yeah, look at that drive on the on the video screen. No, 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 no. It's not real, it's not real. And then I then then one morning I took a look at myself and I said, What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I it's time to what? Grow up. Terry Never say, it's time to grow up. There's more important things than fake golf. <laughs> yeah, but I worked my way up to the pro tour. I mean my my illustration is simply to say we want the things of God, and we want the miracles of God, there is, there are certain things that we're going to have to do. And in today's society, and in today's world, man, you've got to shut out more things than ever before. You've got to focus in on Him. And where the world, where the world tells, where the world uses these things for evil, the church uses these things for good. And just like here this morning, whatever you hear from this morning, whatever, whatever you get out of this morning, guess what? There are literally, literally thousands of messages on our church app. And you can go home tonight, and guess what? You can double up on church. And you can listen to another message. And then, guess what? The next day you can listen to what? Another message. And the next day you're going to listen to what? Oh, well, that's too much. See, that's too much, Aaron. That's too much. That's too much. No, (laughs) it won't be too much when your body... Is completely and totally healed it won't be too much it won't be too much when like that testimony you receive a raise and a bonus and another bonus it won't be too much it won't be too much when you have peace in your home it won't be too much are you hearing me it won't be too much it won't be too much when the Lord says give this much and you immediately just pull it right out and you've got it to give and you give it immediately it won't be too much It won't be too much. The ones that got healed were the ones that took action and reached out to God. Father God, we come before you this morning. We are so grateful for who you are and how awesome you are, that your heart is to bless us. Your heart, your heart is you've given us a future. You've given us hope. And Father God, we are so grateful for what you have done for us. And with every head bowed, every eye closed here this morning, and if you say, Aaron, man, I hear what you're saying. I would love life to be that way. It can. But the first step is saying yes to Jesus Christ for your own life. I can't do it for you, your friends can't do it for you, your parents can't do it for you. You have to make that decision. So if you're here this morning, you say, Aaron, I need Jesus. I need what he has done for me in my life. I need him in my life. I want him in my life. I've never said yes to Jesus for my own life, but I want to say yes this morning if that's you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you simply to show me that you're serious. You've never done it, but you want to do it. To show me that you're serious, I simply want you to lift up your hand high right now to where I can see you. You say, Aaron, that's me. I've never said yes to Jesus, but I want to say yes to him now. Lift up your hand high. Thank you. I see that hand. You may put it down. Anybody else say, Aaron, that's me. Aaron, that's me. Aaron, that's me. Maybe, maybe, you're here and maybe you prayed that prayer at one time and you meant it. You meant it. You were serious. You were going to live for the Lord. But like I was just talking about, there are other things that came into your life. There are other things. You know, the Bible says it could be a variety of things. Maybe you let Satan steal the word. Maybe life's worries, riches, and pleasures came in and the Bible says chokes out the word of God. Maybe you just didn't stick with it. Whatever it is, a bad relationship, a disappointment, an offense, whatever it is, your fellowship with God is broken. 1 John one nine says, if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So if that's you this morning, you say, Aaron, I'm here, and I prayed that prayer at one time, but I'm not living for the Lord like I know I should. I want to get right with God. If that's you, I want you to simply lift up your hand high to where I can see it. You say, Aaron, that's me. Thank you, I see those hands. You may put them down. Thank you. Thank you, I see that hand. Anybody else say, Aaron, that's me. Aaron, that's me. You can live this wonderful life. You don't just have to hear about it. You can experience it yourself. Anybody else say, Aaron, that's me. Aaron, that's me. Let's all stand at at this time because I want to pray with those that made those decisions. Not to embarrass anybody whatsoever, not even to put them on the spot, but just because I want to pray with them and I want to be a blessing to them. You're in a room filled with people that are for you 100%. You're in a room full of people, man, that are rejoicing with you. You know, the Bible says that those decisions that were just made a moment ago, an eruption of rejoicing just took place in heaven. So we want to rejoice with you. So if you're here this morning and you raised your hand, if you brought something with you, I want you to step on the aisle and come on down here to the front. Maybe you're with somebody and they want to come with you. That's fine. Bring them with you. Bring them with you. Step on the aisle. Come down here. Join me at the front. I want to pray with you this morning. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you know that you need to be down here. Come on down here. Be bold. Be strong. Be courageous. Come on down here and join me right here at the front. God has got great things in store for you. How many of y'all know God's got great things? I said, how many all know God's got great things? Amen. God is so good. He is so wonderful. He is so awesome. And he loves you so much. He loves you so much. Hallelujah. For the sake of those that, came, that raised their hand, the sake of this one that came up here this morning, let's pray this prayer. Say, Father God, Father God I, come before you, I come before you admitting that I've done my own thing, God, that I've gone, own I've gone my own way. But today, Lord, today, Lord I, say yes to I say yes to you. I say yes to your ways. I confess my sins, I confess my sins. and I thank, you I thank you that you are faithful and just, You're faithful and just. To, forgive us to forgive us of all of our sins. Lord, and to, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. From all unrighteousness. I, believe it, I believe it, and I receive it, I receive it. In, Jesus in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God's got good things in store for you. If you'll go with Jeff Hughes, we'll get you right back in the service in just a moment. Come on, let's give him a round of applause. Amen. Oh, come on, you can do a better job than that. And if you're watching online and you prayed that prayer, please, there's a a way to get a hold of us on the screen. Let us know. Let us know that you made that decision, that you made that commitment. And because we want to get something into your hands, we have a book written by our pastor called God's Very Own Child that will help you because we know the real battle is Monday through Friday. The real battle is when you're on your own and it will give you steps to take to begin this wonderful new life in Christ. Amen. Amen.